Sex with Jaya is brought to you by Aloe Cadabra. Aloe Cadabra is 95% organic aloe vera. Visit www.alocadabra.com today. Step inside the sensual world of sex with Jaya. This hour will bring you sex education like you've never heard before. It's uncensored, no holes barred advice to increase your sexual knowledge and performance. Now, here's your host, Jaya. I'm ready for sex with Jaya. Are you? I'm ready for some sex, indulgence, total decadence. I'm just... Ah, uh, something's in the air today for me. <laughs> That's good. We have a babysitter tonight. Thanks. It's true. Thanks, D Love. Yeah. Wow. Good. Am I getting some loving? Yes, of course. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We're going to dive into our topic today. We're, we're taking on the naysayers, Sherry Winston and I, when it comes to the G spot and female sexy anatomy. But first, disclaimer time. The content presented on this show is for informational purposes only. The following information has not been evaluated by the U.S. FDA. The information and the products discussed on this show are not in any way medical advice. They are not intended to diagnose, treat, or cure any disease, disorder, or disability. Action should not be taken based solely on this informational content. Before making any changes to your lifestyle, to your sex life, well, I don't know about sex life, um, consult your physician or naturopathic doctor. Using this informational content without first consulting your health professional is your right as a human being and my guests and I assume no responsibility. Please do not apply the ideas and suggestions you hear on this show if you're not willing to assume this risk. Dun, dun, dun. Don't go wow. female ejaculating. That's serious. <laughs> <laughs> That's Sherry Winston. You're here on the line with us. Hello, Sherry. Hi. 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 Oh, I'm ready for some sex with, with both of you guys. Wow, all right. <laughs> it's a threesome today on Sex with Jaya. Um, I came across these articles um, kind of in the same week. Two articles, one on the Museum of X blog about the internal clitoris. And I emailed Sherry right away and I said, what do you think of this? Mm. And then a few days later, there was another article that came out on the Huffington Post. I think you might that have sent, sent it to me, you. D-Love, that yeah. said, the G-spot does not exist without a doubt, researchers say. So um, these, you know, scientists claiming that the G-spot doesn't exist. You can hear my opinion right in my statement there. Um, I ask, how can you deny the existence of the G-spot when so many women are experiencing pleasure in this area? So Sherry and I are taking on the naysayers of this episode where we share our clinical experience working with hundreds of women, maybe even thousands between the two of us, from female ejaculation to the deeper structures of the clitoris. We're going to talk sexy anatomy and how it likes to be pleasured most. D-Love's here. He's going to be learning. I'll be picking up some tips for just after the show. <laughs> yes, you're going to use them on me today? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Sherry, we better do a good job with them. All right. My, my, my pleasure is in, in our hands. Okay. <laughs> Literally <laughs> and figuratively. And... <laughs> so um, I want to shed a little bit more light on these articles that we're talking about. So if you want to go check them out, um, if you search the Internal Clitoris Museum of Sex, so the site is blog.museumofsex.com forward slash the with a dash internal dash clitoris and then another forward slash um, to get to the Museum of Sex article on the internal clitoris. We have some actually pretty great pictures of sonograms and some drawings of the clitoris, which I don't think are in very good proportion. But at any rate, they're doing a pretty good job spreading the word about the internal structures of the clit. And um, I have my own opinions, so I advise everybody go there, check out the 
uh, pictures there. And then on HuffingtonPost.com, if you search G-Spot, it's the first article that comes up. So HuffingtonPost.com, search G-Spot, and it's the article entitled, G-Spot Does Not Exist Without a Doubt, Researchers Say. And the research was done by this doctor, Dr. Michai, I'm going to chop up his last name, Kirill Chavesky. How'd I do? That looks pretty good. Kill Chavesky. <laughs> he killed the G-spot. He killed chavesky my Amicha. G-spot. Um, and somebody said he's poor not wife. Named at least it's not named after that guy. The Kilchevsky spot. The Kilchevsky spot, yes. So he's a urology resident at Yale New Haven Hospital in Connecticut. And he published this this research in the Journal of Sexual Medicine. Uh, uh, You can hear again my, (laughs) he published this uh, research. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, And he actually does say that it's not a thousand percent conclusive. A thousand percent. (laughs) You can tell he's a scientist, right? (laughs) Because he really understands statistics. Um, And he, you know, it's interesting because I think that the article, and and D-Love, you even brought this up, that women do report having an area of sensitivity within the vagina. Right. And it's the whole thing of like, what are you looking for when you're looking for the G-spot? Because it's, you keep saying it's the urethral sponge, right? Right. Well, we'll we're going to get to okay. all that. Um, <laughs> Sorry. Uh, he's, was, he's getting ahead of himself. Did I, blow the, did I blow the show? And, Show's over. Okay, we're on another topic. That's a guy. You're getting like right into it. We need some foreplay here. Right to the point, D-Love. Yeah, that's interesting. You're so right, Sherry. Um, it, it says, you know, I think that the bulk of the evidence shows that the G-spot is not a particular thing. It's like, where's the thyroid gland? This is another scientist, Barry Kamasaruk. He's the author of uh, FMRI study and professor of psychology at Rutgers. So interesting, a psychologist telling us about our uh, G-spots. Um, the G-spot is more of a thing, like New York City is a thing. <laughs> um, it's a region. Uh, now I will agree with him on that. Well, we're going to get to it. Anyway, there's some stuff about the skeins. Glad you can go read the article. Now, Sherry and I, we're going to dive in because uh, I'm sure, Sherry, you have a million things to say about this. And I said, let's have a phone conversation. No, let's just do a radio show. There because why, why talk about it? We need everybody to hear. <laughs> I'm so glad. It's a brilliant idea to have this conversation on the radio. So we, we had to hold ourselves back actually having the conversation at the time. So mm-hmm. we're having it fresh right now. Yes, yeah, so there's been a lot of anticipation leading up to this moment. I just may have an orgasm talking about it. There's your foreplay. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> so Sherry, you know, these recent articles are saying the G spot doesn't exist. They're saying that the internal structures of the clitoris are actually responsible for some of the pleasure that women feel internally. You know, of course, I want to know your response. Is the G-spot a myth? Does it exist? What do you think? Well, let's start with what I believe exists um, and go from there. Okay. I believe women have a network of structures that are responsible for arousal and orgasm, a network of structures that are all composed of erectile tissue. Now, in that network, so the, the article in the Museum of Sex blog uh, included some of those parts, but it still doesn't include all the parts. So even that idea that there is some more than just the clitoral structures um, doesn't go far enough. So I would say beyond what we're talking about tonight, there's more. But to get back to the G-spot part, what I believe there is is the urethral sponge, which is also known as the female prostate. And it's a tube of erectile tissue 
that surrounds the tube of the urethra. You can think of it like a roll of paper towels. The cardboard tube is the urethra, and the paper towels are the erectile tissue. And when it's not engorged, it's like the end of the roll of paper towels when there's not a lot left. And when it is engorged, it's like a brand new roll of big fat paper towels. Mm -hmm. Now, within that erectile tissue tube, the part you can access from inside the vagina, from from the roof of the vagina. It's a structure that's just above the roof of the vagina. So you can play with the bottom part of the tube from inside the vagina. But it's not part of the vagina. And when they talk about the G-spot, they're really, it's deceptive because it's not just a spot. It's the bottom of a tube. So it's a, a larger area than a spot. It's not part of the vagina. And that tissue, that erectile tissue, also contains glandular tissue. Okay, so, so as, um, the, as the dumb guy, what do you mean it's not part of the vagina? It's in there. The access to it is inside the vagina, right? Think of it as it's the roll of paper towels is resting on the top of the vaginal canal. So on so, top of the roof of the vaginal canal. So right. it's up in, up in the, the toilet paper is up in the sky. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So you can get to it by putting your finger or something else in the vagina and going up, and that's how you feel it. And when it's really engorged, you can feel that it's the bottom of the tube. You can feel the length of it. You can um, feel that sort of center ridge. You can, uh, If you put two fingers in, you can put them a little uh, wider apart, and you can feel the bottom part of the sides. Mm-hmm. And also you can see and feel and play with the end of it from the outside, from the vulva, from looking uh, where the urethral opening is. And again, when a woman is not engorged, you won't see anything much around the urethral opening. But when she's been properly primed, played with, and all of those structures are, are happy and plumped up, you can see the end of the roll of paper towels externally around the urethral opening. And that's how you know it's a tube. You can see the end of it. You mm-hmm. can feel the bottom and part of the sides. So for guys, this is also looks like a little donut, and, and a lot of guys have a hard time finding it. I call it the U-spot, the urethral opening. It's like the, But it's the ring around the urethral opening when she's fully engorged or getting turned on. It'll get bigger and bigger if you notice it. But it's a little tiny hole, usually above the vaginal opening. Um, it's in between the clitoris, the external clitoris, and the vaginal opening. And it can be different places depending on the woman. And it's mm-hmm. like, it, it's, you know, get in there and find these little things, <laughs> you know, because it's mm-hmm. a little teeny tiny hole. And then around that, it's like a donut and the donut puffs up and it gets bigger. Um, think of it like a tire. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, tires, toilet paper rolls, <laughs> Below it up, you know, like you're putting air in the tire. It gets bigger. So men, get out your air pump, your wrench, and <laughs> prepare to go yeah. to the bathroom. <laughs> and, and I want to touch on how these places like to be touched as we're doing this because it's well, also not well, just about where they are. Go ahead. Before you do that, let me just say that I really encourage women to look for themselves as well as men to look at your female partners because you can see and feel these structures, and remember, it's erectile tissue. So just like a penis, when it's flaccid, there's not so much there, and when it's engorged, it gets much bigger, harder, and puffs up, and it's a lot easier to see and feel. And that's one of the challenges with some of these scientific studies is they're looking at cadavers, 
Are they looking at people not aroused? Right, exactly. And it's not aroused. There's not much there to get engorged. It's not so obvious. So um, kids don't even know how to find it, then how can they say they have one? Right. And if you go playing around with this tissue before the woman is highly aroused, it's just irritating. Yeah. <laughs> like, right. like sandpaper. Ouch. Yeah. Especially when people put their dry fingers in there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There's a little internal jab going on here. Uh, okay. Well, well, we have to go to break. When we come back, I'm going to talk about how to touch some spots, the U spot, the G spot. I think the, the U spot is very overlooked and mm-hmm. we're not seeing the whole picture. Just like we haven't seen the whole picture of the clitoris because we don't even know. Most people don't even know there's an internal structure of the clitoris. Exactly. Um, we haven't seen the whole picture of the G-Spot. So we're shedding the light on it today, Sherry Winston and I. Sherry, what website do you want people to go to? IntimateArtsCenter.com. All right. Check out more from Sherry at IntimateArtsCenter.com. And for me, SexIsYou.com. More Sex with Jaya when we return. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Allocadabra. Feel the magic happen. Frankly Speaking About Cancer is a program designed to empower survivors and their caregivers to deal with the social and emotional challenges of cancer. Drawing on resources from wellness communities throughout America and abroad, the show will invite physicians, researchers, nurses, social workers, patients, and caregivers to share their advice on how to live a better life with cancer. Join host Kim Tibaldo, President and CEO of the Wellness Community, Tuesday afternoons at 1 p.m. Pacific Time and 4 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and wellness network are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night jaya world-renowned sexologist has created the ultimate educational experience for couples oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series guys learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring women Master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in your brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya 
at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. I was away last weekend at the Women's Wellness Conference, and aloe kept coming up as an, a longevity and health food, something great for your skin that the Egyptians have used and uh, is just fabulous all around, internally, externally, just want to put myself in buckets of it. <laughs> I wouldn't put anything on or in my body that I wouldn't eat. And that's why I use aloe cadabra as my personal lubricant. It's good for your body. It's natural as nature and it's certified organic. Alocadabra.com. Use coupon code Jaya. That's J-A-I-Y-A for 20% off. Should I worry about cannibalism? Why? Because you said I'm on your body quite often and you said you wouldn't put anything on your body that you wouldn't eat. Yeah. So are you going to serve me up for dinner? Yeah, but I'm not absorbing you into my body. Well, uh, well uh, until you get a vasectomy. Uh, I'm basing today's show on some articles that have come out with new research about the G-spot and the clitoris. Um, you can go and check out the articles, museumofsex.com, search the internal clitoris, or huffingtonpost.com, search G-spot. Um, we're taking on the naysayers, Ms. Sherry Winston and I, intimateartcenter.com to check out more, and I highly advise getting Sherry's book, which I also have on my website. It's fabulous. It's won awards, and she's fabulous, and I'm so excited to be doing this show with her. All right. So, thank you. Um, no, I, I just want to. I want to mention, by the way, um, what was interesting in the article about the not the being a G spot and looking at the scientific research is how selective the scientific scientific research was that was looked at, and um, at least the uh, blog in the Museum of Sex looked at Helen O'Connell's work, who's really the the foremost researcher in doing uh, studies, doing actual imaging studies of the female genitalia, and yet the uh, article where he was saying that, you know, it's so clear, there's no G-spot without a doubt, he didn't even look at her work at all, that wasn't even considered, so it was a, a very biased look at the research that's out there, which is unfortunately what happens in science a lot. Uh, speaking of, uh, what did you say her name was, Helen O'Connell? Helen O'Connell, she's... Oh, um, O'Connell. Yeah. I was trying to track down on last week's show pictures of engorged vaginas and uh, couldn't find anything really quickly. Engorged vulvas. Engorged vulvas. <laughs> uh, and I uh, just wasn't wondering, do you have any online resources, any place that someone might look to get a get a good look at what a fully engorged vulva looks like? It, it's hard to find now. I used to uh, send people to Betty Dodson's site. She used to have a whole gallery oh, and right. wound up having to take it down. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. It's in 2257. Oh, right. Uh-huh. Yeah. She didn't have so, records on all the vulvas? She didn't have records, you know, to keep yeah. privacy for right. people. She right. didn't take any records, and right. so therefore she had to take them all down. Uh, yeah. didn't prove nice. everyone had voluntarily sent them in or they were over 18, which is a shame because it's actually, you know, ironic that you could see porn all over the Internet, um, and many of the vulvas that you see are not actually engorged vulvas. Yes. So it's, a, it's a, a tricky thing to find good images of that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you have okay, a place so wanna... to send people, Jaya? Do you have a good place to send people? No, we were people? searching last week. Mm-hmm. I said the only place I've ever seen them is in your book. Bobby, there is one picture. <laughs> on Wikipedia. Right on Wikipedia. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, it's the only one we found. So I want to get into how to touch the U-spot and the G-spot. Um, U-spot, just a little review, it's external. It's the little pee hole that you see right above 
the vaginal opening and um, it swells up like a little donut around it. As Sherry says, it's the end of the toilet paper roll. (laughs) And it likes some tapping. You know, if I, if I just tap on my U spot, I'll ejaculate a lot of times. It will simulate ejaculation just from the tapping on it and light, not like don't bash it because you don't want to bruise the urethra and little circles with the tip of your finger. Do you have any? Or the tip of your tongue. The tip of your tongue is nice there. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yum, yum. Nice Speaking I of that, I just finished my book on oral sex last week, so congratulations to me. Congratulations. Yay! Yay. More Yay. wonderful, ex- exquisite erotic technique from Jaya. Yeah, there's lots of kudos to you in there, Sherry. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Thank you. You know, um, so while we're just... talking about stimulating this, I want to emphasize again what I said before, which is that in most women, we like to be already partially engorged and aroused before we have our uh, sensitive parts played with. So for a lot of women, what happens is um, premature stimulation. So I know for myself and a lot of women, playing with the area around the urethral opening, if I'm not already aroused enough, if it's not already starting the puff, then it can be really irritating. And the same with the internal part of the urethral sponge. If I'm not already aroused enough, it just feels like somebody's rubbing my urethra and that is irritating and unpleasant. And if somebody's in there and it's not feeling fantastic, it's probably too soon. You need to get more aroused and then go play with it and that's when you're going to get those kind of really yummy reactions. And also a reminder, and I know Sherry, you're big on this, but wet, wet parts like wet touch. So mm-hmm. don't go in there with sandpaper fingers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right, and remember, you know, arousal tends to go from outside to inside. So even if you're playing with the outer part of the sponge, the part that's around the urethra, it doesn't necessarily mean it's time to be going inside the vagina and playing with the more internal parts yet. Um, in fact, you know, a good sign of when a woman's really ready to have something inside her is when she's kind of sucking you in, sucking your mm-hmm. finger in or sucking in whatever she's playing with or body parts. Um, and that, you know, if you're in there and she's not totally loving it, you should back out, arouse mm-hmm. her more, and then go in. You should get this, like, oh, my God, that's great response when you're, when you're inside her. Right. With anything. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and once you're there, it's not friction over the G-spot. If you remember, it's not the vaginal walls you're stimulating. You're stimulating something that's sitting above the vaginal wall, so you're mm-hmm. actually indirectly stimulating it. You're not directly touching it. And it's more of an anchor into the tissue and then a pull towards yourself. Um, if, if your partner's lying on her back, guys or women, if you're playing with yourself, it's usually a palm up and finger anchored, curled up and anchored in and then pulled toward, not an in and out, thrusting in and out like you see on porn movies. You can go side to side, right? You can go side to side. I like to play with the gullies, you know, on either side. There's the two finger technique going on either side simultaneously. Yeah, I was demonstrating that actually, Sherry, I debuted that at the last Super Sex Makeover. Uh Uh-huh. Do you remember? Yeah, and once you're really, you know, once you're in there and she's loving it, that pretty firm stimulation inside is usually appreciated. Firm, rhythmic stimulation internally. Mm-hmm. Yum. Yay. You know, also, if you go all the way deep inside, if you're all the way at the end of it, there's a really nice, right at the end of it, there's a really nice spot usually on most women, um, either right in the middle or just on either side that um, 
it would, which would at that point sort of be just in front of where the cervix is, that's mm-hmm. another really nice spot. It's almost as if you're at the, the tail of the urethral sponge. Mm-hmm. Jaya calls it the A spot. It's kind of, the A spot's a little bit further back, sort of in there. It's in that vicinity. So for some women, that's like the most pleasurable spot is sort of that back end. Mm-hmm. Yep. Okay, so I have a question, Sherry, for you about the Skeens glands. So I was I was just recently shot a segment for the doctors, and if you know okay. that show, and um, they they did like a little. It airs Monday. Anybody who's listening to the show live, it airs February twentieth. A little markup of how female ejaculation works. And, of course, I had my own two cents, but uh, didn't want to correct them. <laughs> I was <laughs> yes, being kind. You, you wanted to, but you didn't. <laughs> yes. Um, and the way they showed it, and actually they talk about it in this article on Huffington Post, is that the skeins, they're calling the skeins gland the prostate. And I'm hearing this more and more. Um, let's see, it says here, they said that pressing on this area proclaimed to be the G-spot presses on a structure called the Skeen's gland, which is analogous to the male prostate. That's in the Huffington Post article. And they said the same exact thing when it came to female ejaculation, that this is how it's happening, is that the Skeen's gland is being um, stimulated and, that, and filling up with fluid. What do you think? Well, the, the urethral sponge, also known as the female prostate, and the male prostate embryologically are the same tissue. And both of them, the tissue is a combination of erectile tissue, which is uh, mostly capillaries, blood vessels, that can become engorged and filled with blood, and glandular tissue. So they really are the same tissue in that sense. But it's important to remember that that tissue contains both erectile tissue and glandular tissue. And um, I do believe that those glands, which I prefer to call the periurethral glands, um, are the source of female ejaculate. Yes. Yes. And so the, those glands, the way that I, you know, I hear it explained is that there are only two Skeen's glands or two periurethral glands. Mm-mm. But what you're saying is that they're all throughout the entire urethral sponge, mm-hmm. the periurethral ducts. Periurethral ducts, for anybody listening, and Skeen's glands are, are the, the same thing. Um, it's just some people call them skeins glands and some people call them periurethral glands and periurethral gl- ducts. Um, well, the duct is the opening and the gland is the whole structure. And right. skeins and periurethral um, both are, are analogous, but there are two major openings, two major ducts just inside the opening of the urethra or just outside, but there are an additional 30 openings, 30 ducts um, that run, uh, that open into the urethra itself. So the glands so that's what are they like were little that's what they're <laughs> missing. The glands yeah. are these little tubular structures enmeshed in the capillary network, in the glandular the glandular tissues enmeshed in the erectile tissue. And so the fluid that's produced empties into the urethra and then can come out through the urethral opening. Or if you hold it in it can back up into the bladder. And also some women have additional glandular openings actually um, scattered around um, even down as low as um, uh, the sides of the vaginal opening uh, just inside the hymenal ring. Wow. Uh-huh. See, all these yeah. things we don't know about our bodies, and even doctors don't know about our bodies a lot of times. It's amazing. Yeah. It's amazing. It's amazing. Which explains why, you know, some women might squirt. Some women might just have, like, a gush. 
mm-hmm. you know, if they've got more holes, little ducks opening. I had no idea that uh, until this show that you women stored toilet paper rolls up there. Okay, so so we have to go to another break. It goes so fast when Sherry's on the show because I'm I'm such a sex geek and I love talking about these things. What? Uh, no. Yeah, I know. Mm. All right, so Sherry's site is um, Sherry. Say your site. IntimateArtsCenter.com and arts is plural. IntimateArtsCenter.com and you can check out my site SexIsYou.com for more information. Check out Sherry's book; it's amazing. All right, more sex with Jai when we return. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral sex for couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. We're making it easier to listen to the Voice America Talk Radio Network wherever you go. In addition to listening live, you can check out information about your favorite talk show hosts, discover new talk show personalities, add shows to your list of favorites, and listen to all our show archives on demand. All from your iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android. Download it from the Apple App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market, and get ready to tune in. The Voice America mobile app, powered by Aircast. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com You're tuned in to Sex with Jaya. To ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own, Please call 1-866-472-5788. That's 1-866-472-5788. Feeling shy? Send an email to Jaya at MissJaya.com. That's J-A-I-Y-A at MissJaya.com. Now back to Sex with Jaya. 
Looking for some great G-spot and clitoral techniques for optimal pleasure? Be sure to check out RedHotTouch.com for great touch techniques. And I have Sherry Winston's award-winning book available online in my store. That's SexIsYou.com. Or you can also check out Sherry's site, IntimateArtsCenter.com. Awesome. I have so many questions, and we could blather on for like four hours, I feel like, Sherry. Um, your book is an excellent guide for women wanting to learn more about their anatomy. Mm-hmm. How did you uncover the anatomy in your book? And I know a lot of it has been lost for so long. Well, in Women's Anatomy of Arousal, which is the title of my book, I, I present a really revisioned idea of female anatomy and how uh, we actually have an amazing integral and elegant system. And I came up with this because, well, I spent um, decades as a, mid- a nurse midwife, gynecology practitioner, massage therapist, um, lots of other things. But I was really, let's say, very intimate with this part of women's bodies. And, you know, I'm a highly trained medical professional. I went to school for many, many years, um, basically sort of just shy of being an, an MD. And... I also, because I came from a holistic and outside the mainstream medical world, had a lot of um, holistic healing experience and studied a lot of more radical things. And I actually, I, I started getting aware that I hadn't learned everything in school or what everything I learned wasn't true by uh, the first book that did it was New View of a Woman's Body, mm-hmm. which said that women had parts that I had not learned about in all those years of education, and I started researching that and studying it, um, doing homework on myself, and, and, of course, because I was doing gynecology and midwifery, I could check out other women's bodies and confirm that there were parts like the vestibular bulbs and the urethral sponge and the perineal sponge that all women had and yet were completely left out of the textbooks. Mm-hmm. And I'm also fascinated sort of by the history of the study of the body and anatomy and medicine. So it, it really um, parallels ideas about women and our sexuality and orgasm or, or not having orgasms and libido. And, and uh, a lot of this information actually was around, was found, was discovered, and then was lost. Uh, on the break, we were talking about uh, the structure of the urethral sponge and the periurethral glands and how could we not know this? Because uh, the there was a wonderful woman doctor who did research, and I think it was in the 60s, and documented the structure and function of this tissue, and that research has been completely ignored ever since then, except for these sort of radical alternative perspectives um, uh, from people, in, you know, including it up to people like us right now, right. still right. trying to get this information out to the world about what women really have and how it's connected and how it works. Let's talk about the clitoris for a moment. Um, you in these new sonograms they're showing in this in this article in the Museum of Sex internal clitoris. They show the clitoris, you know, like it has the two legs, and then but there are what we call vestibular bulbs. Some people call them clitoral bulbs, and it seems like what they're showing is that these bulbs form a ring around the vaginal opening. That they, they don't. The, the MRI images that they're showing have then been interpreted and then interpreted again and then mm-hmm. drawn by somebody who doesn't understand what they're drawing. So if you I'm so look glad at your... you agree with me, Sherry, because <laughs> I'm like, this is a sonogram. Maybe it's I'm an, wrong in everything I felt. No, it's an MRI. 
But what um, the original MRIs, if you look at the originals, you can actually see that the bulbs um, end uh, beyond where the vaginal canal is. But the angle that they're looking at, and because somebody then interpreted it and then interpreted it again, like, you know, when you play that telephone game, um, Mm -hmm. and because of the angle they're at, somebody got confused and thought it formed a ring. But the vestibular bulbs, there's a pair of them. There's one on either side, and they're really shaped almost like a comma with a fat, bulby part uh, towards the bottom and then a thinner part up at the top. And the top, of course, um, attaches to the shaft of the clitoris. And the bottom part, the fat bulb part, will be on either side of the vaginal opening. And if you own this equipment and you play with them and you get them big and puffy, you'll be able to feel that big puffy bulb on either side. And you can literally feel, you can continue with your fingers and feel where it ends quite distinctly. And that's how you know it's not a complete ring because you can feel um, where it ends. You can feel the shape very well. You know, when they get really big and puffy, they're very obvious and you can... You could have one finger uh, just inside the vagina and one on the outside of the outer lip, and you can feel the contours of it quite distinctly. Yeah. So if anyone, see, once you feel that, then you then you look back at the original MRIs and you go, oh, I see, because from this angle, um, it got misinterpreted like so much does. Right. Yeah, it says um, Dr. Pierre Foldes, Fold, am I saying that right? That? You have really good French Fold, Faudet. Um was the doctor in 2009, French researcher. Um, he did it. He did the first 3D sonography on the stimulated clitoris. So they actually did study it in four. So I have to give them kudos for that. Mm-hmm. And then he went on to perform surgery on women who have suffered clitoral mutilation, restoring over 3,000 circumcised patients, which I think is really exciting. He was studying it because one of the things that they found is that they could create the clitoris because they could take the internal structure and actually pull, pull it out, forward. pull it forward to create a clitoris for people. So who had a, like a clitorectomy or, you know, circumcision of their clitoris. So I think that's pretty cool to mention. So I just have to have to throw that out there because that's cool that people are doing things to give women pleasure back. It is so great. And, and once you understand that the part we tend, most people think of as of the clitoris is just the head of the clitoris. Right. And that there's the shaft and then the legs, that there's a lot of clitoral structure. So even women who've had um, clitorectomy um, and have had the head cut off still have the rest of their clitoris, the, the more internal structures. Mm-hmm. Um, Yay. Yeah. Yay. Um, so this brings up the question, Sherry, do all women have the plumbing or are we all different? Um, everybody's got the same basic equipment, just like every standard equipment of a face is two eyes and a nose and a mouth, and yet we all look different, and the same with our genitals. Everyone's got all the basic equipment, and it's all slightly different and all beautiful and fantastic and wired together and designed to work beautifully. I'm smiling because my answer was the same. Yes. <laughs> and <laughs> we're all like snowflakes, but we all have snowflakes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Everybody's got uh, all the equipment. You know, they had done a study a few years ago that also got a bunch of press where they asked women if they had a G-spot. And then right, I remember that women one. Women don't really have a G-spot because they don't know where it is. And I wrote a blog post like, 
do I really have an appendix? I don't know. Let's do a study. <laughs> All right, like, let's just ask some, you know, ask 100 people, do you, do you have an appendix? And most people, if they'd never heard, would, would go, no, I don't think I have an appendix, right, because they don't know where it is. So right. this is just another example of bad science, you know, and really inaccurate conclusions drawn from, from bad data. Right. And we, I mean, you know, I think you and I are on the same page when we come down to felt experience versus what a male doctor, especially, are telling us about our bodies uh, or studying dead cadavers, which is, you know, a lot of science comes from. And, right. and that for me, it's about, okay, I can feel, like you said, the, where the clitoral bulbs end, how they puff up. I can feel where the perineal sponge begins. Mm-hmm. Um, which is the bottom of it, you know, which is where I think, you know, they're getting this 360 degrees, like the clitoral bulbs are wrapping around. But what they're forgetting is that the perineal sponge, which is between the vaginal wall and the anal wall, is a separate structure. Would you say and, that's true? Yeah. And for most women, it's tucked further inside. It's not on the same plane. Right, right. So when the bulbs are really puffy, you can look and see the puffy bulbs. You won't see the puffy sponge. For right. most women, it's at least a half inch to an inch, an inch and a half inside. So it's, it's, it's loosely connected, but it's not directly connected. But I think that the reason that they, that they think it's a, it's a donut, or that it continues is because of the angle of the MRI and they don't understand the anatomy. But like you said, if you own the equipment, you can check it out yourself. And if you have the privilege of visiting someone who owns that equipment and playing with it, you can check it out yourself. And that's how, when I first started coming across this material that so uh, was so different from what I learned in school, I could check it out on myself and know, oh, wow, this I really do have this. Right. Um, and that's how, that's why I can be so 100% convinced because I know I have it and I've had my hands on lots of other women and I know they have it. Mm-hmm. And therefore, I can just look at all these anatomy books and go, nope, they, they don't have it right. They're right, missing right. parts that I've got and other women have. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Good point. And I think, you know, one of the things that the male doctor who had done the research on the G-spot was trying to point out is like, oh, women don't feel bad if you don't feel pleasure here. We need to stop this myth of the G-spot because women are feeling bad because they don't feel the pleasure here. And I always go back to, well, they're not feeling pleasure because they're not fully aroused because no one's teaching them how to get fully aroused. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Well, there's this myth that the G-spot is like some kind of doorbell. Right, magic right? button. You just, <laughs> you, you just push it and women have orgasms, and of course that's not what it is or how it works. And if you're looking for, you know, this magic button, you're not going to find, a, you know, a little, you know, single spot that you push and suddenly you're in orgasm heaven. If only we men were so lucky and had it that easy. But no, we, no. we must work. Work okay. for the prize. Well, I think of it as play, but yeah. Yes, I know, I know, I know. But. He's being facetious. Yes. yes. All right, well, we have to go to a break. But, um, I, you know, I'm excited about all of this as I'm just smiling and beaming from ear to ear. And very excited to talk a bit deeper, and I wish we had a whole other hour. But I do want to touch on pain when we come back. We did a show last week on pain, and uh, I think it would be an interesting thing just to throw in a question about that. More Sex with Jaya when we return.
latest news, opinion, your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787, 1-866-472-5787, voiceamerica.com. Let's say you're female. Let's say you're over 50. Let's say your partner takes a little blue pill. Let's say he's ready to go maybe four hours. Let's say that's unfair. There's no little blue pill for women, but there is aloe cadabra, the first personal lubricant that's made from 95% organic aloe. So it's as natural as nature, which means it naturally does for your body what your body may no longer naturally do for itself. We're not saying that it will last four hours, but if you're lucky, neither will he. Aloe cadabra. Feel the magic happen. Are you ready to become an oral sex aficionado and give your partner unforgettable pleasure day and night? Jaya, world-renowned sexologist, has created the ultimate educational experience for couples. Oral Sex for Couples features over 100 techniques in a three-volume series. Guys, learn hand and mouth combinations that will send her soaring. Women, master ancient oral arts that will not only leave him breathless, but are said to keep you youthful and glowing. Both of you will be inspired to try the best positions for comfort and pleasure as you make love with your mouths. Watch now at www.oralsexforcouples.com. tuned in to sex with jaya to ask the burning questions you've always wanted to ask or share a tip or comment of your own please call 1-866-472-5788 that's 1-866-472-5788 feeling shy send an email to jaya at missjaya.com that's j-a-i-y-a at missjaya.com now back to sex with jaya we're back. We're talking with Miss Sherry Winston, the brilliant author of her award-winning book, Women's Anatomy of Pleasure. You women's can check Anatomy out her, of Arousal, though. Oh, women's Anatomy of Arousal. <laughs> I was thinking, thinking very much about pleasure. <laughs> My brain the subtitle. The subtitle is Maps of Pleasure. Right. There you go. Secret Maps of Very Pleasure. Yes. Um, sorry for that. Women's Anatomy of Arousal. And you, you can go to IntimateArtsCenter.com to find out more. You can also get her book on my site, SexIsYou.com. And uh, Miss Sherry, last week we did a show on pain and ending painful sex, painful intercourse. I know that arousal is a big key to this. And there's a number of things that could cause pain. One woman wrote to me who had vulvodynia and said that lidocaine was like the only thing that helped her. Another woman wrote to me recently with lichens. Have you heard of this? And then there's also the, uh, you know, having yeast infections. We can get all kinds of things going on with our lady parts. So how does this tie into the G-spot, to the clitoris, to pleasure when it comes to pain? What do we want to look at? Well, there's a couple of things. For certainly for things like vulvodynia and other conditions, there are many, many factors. So it's so important to find someone who's really holistic and can take a very detailed history if you have that problem and start to identify them. But for some women, it's definitely arousal. I got an email from a woman who uh, was practically sobbing with gratitude because she had read my book, and her situation was that she'd had pain with penetration for her entire uh, sexual life, which at this point um, was 13 years. And when she read my book and she discovered this whole erectile network and about getting the whole network activated, 
Uh, she did, and not only did she have the first sex intercourse she'd ever had in her life that was pain-free, but she had a great deal of pleasure and, in fact, had orgasms. And then realized that even when she got a pelvic exam, that if she got some arousal going before the pelvic exam, that that would not be painful. Yeah. All right. So a little uh, turned on on the on the doctor's table before. Yeah. Well, you know, you have a few minutes before they come in. You can do some. You can get some stuff going on, and it will literally make the pelvic exam. Um, and instead of being uncomfortable or painful as it is for some women, um, something that is now intolerable or even you know, could be kind of nice. Um, mm-hmm. But but sort of beyond that, um, the thing is that arousal itself gives you a flood of the feel-good chemicals that are the antidote to pain. So mm-hmm. even if you you have a headache, I always thought that was kind of funny that the kind yeah. of classic joke was, not tonight, honey, I have a headache, which is that, hey, if you have a headache, the best cure is to get really turned on. Because yep. <laughs> when you get aroused and all the endorphins are flowing, it uh, reduces the sensation of pain itself. So um, just arousal all on its own um, can cure any kind of pain. Right. Right. Oh, are you there? I think we Uh-oh. lost Sherry. Uh-oh. I'm here. Oh, oh there she is. I was thinking from what you said a little earlier, the Victorian doctors had it right. The women going to Victorian doctors to be given orgasms, be given pleasure. Women should have the same experience with their gynecologists. <laughs> you imagine your gynecologist coming in with a vibrator first? First, we're going to turn you on a little bit. I'm sure you've talked about this before, but the origin of the vibrator was um, the doctors developed it because there were a certain number of doctors who were treating hysteria and yes. other women's health problems by giving them what they called hysterical paroxysms but it was very time-consuming so that the vibrator was invented by doctors to treat that condition. Um, and, then, uh, and then it became it was very so time popular. for the doctors. It was right. <laughs> all day. Paroxysms. Paroxysms. <laughs> Hysterical ones, right? The word hysteria, of course, coming from Love. the same root. I look forward uh, uh, to giving you hysterical paroxysms later this evening. Oh, do I love, love it when you talk to me like that? This <laughs> turns on so much. Oh, my goodness. <clears throat> okay. Uh, <laughs> so um, think about ejaculation to go back that to that for a moment. Because if the G-spot doesn't exist, then, you know, why would women be ejaculating? Just the, so that's another thing that sort of um, befuddles me, is if it, it doesn't exist without a doubt, then how are we ejaculating? Well, you're well, not, you're West- just peeing. Oh. Yeah, exactly. Western science doesn't really believe, at least most of the doctors and, and um, scientists don't believe ejaculation exists either. So that's another thing that we're really having to work hard to document the reality of. And, of course, if you're a woman who has learned how to ejaculate, um, then you know full well that it exists. Uh, but... Uh, uh, and there was a 2007 have- study that you know, they did sonograms and they did all, all kinds of research on the uh, fluid, and they did find that the fluid has just as much prostate-specific antigen as male ejaculate does, and um, <coughs> prostatic acid phosphatase. Right, and does <laughs> right and does not contain urea or nitrogen, the the main mm-hmm. components of urine. So yeah, that has been documented at least to an extent. But you know, the thing about science is it's it's not this as hard and fast and cut and dry as people think. Science is uh, um, almost as much about what people believe and how they 
how they create studies and what data they look for and how they look for it and how it gets interpreted. So we, we still have a long way to go before female ejaculation is, is accepted by the majority of scientists and doctors. Well, I have to give kudos to the Doctors TV show because they're airing on February 20th a live episode talking about this, dispelling the myth, saying it's real, and that women shouldn't be ashamed of it. So kudos. Kudos, kudos. We're getting the word out. Yay. Yay, yay, yay. All right. Well, we have to close it up. Anything you want to add in closing, Ms. Sherry Winston? I'm so grateful to have spent this hour with you. And uh, anything you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Well, I just want to emphasize again, women have a whole network of erectile structures that include what we've talked about and some ones that still aren't getting talked about. Um, and they have, women have just as much erectile tissue as men do. Awesome. Yay, 360 Yay. degrees. I think you all have more than we do. <laughs> do, do you love? Well, yeah, mm-hmm. Some of us are well more well hung than others, but I think <laughs> in general it's about we got the equivalent amount of erectile structures um, uh, and um, ours are just more um, hidden, hidden, but so wonderfully and elegantly designed. Yes, 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 yes. So if you want to see pictures of some of these uh, networks and some of these structures, you can check out Sherry's book. She's also an amazing genius artist and has drawn these for us to see accurately. And that's in her book, Women's Anatomy of Arousal, which you can find on her website, intimateartscenter.com. Thank you, Sherry, so much for spending a Friday evening on your part of the world with us today. Oh, it's my pleasure. It's wonderful to be here and talk with both of you yes yes so for more great information like you've heard on this show you can go to sexisyou.com if you want to check out my videos on touching all of these sexy parts go to redhottouch.com i've enjoyed sex with jaya have you i've enjoyed sex with jaya me too me too me too You have been listening to Sex with Jaya. For more, you'll have to tune in next Friday at 7 p.m. Eastern Time, 4 p.m. Pacific Time to the Voice America Variety Channel. Now, make it the best weekend ever with tips you've learned from today's show. Thanks again for joining us.